Health and happiness, everyone. Welcome to the Strength and Motion Show, an online experience curated specifically for the members and fans of Strength and Motion Academy. If you haven't heard of our space before, we are a 24-7 gym in Midvale, Western Australia, and our goal is to provide a space where people can build a strong and mobile body using a functional and holistic health approach to training in life. Today, we are talking nutrition. If you listen to our previous episode, you'll understand that nutrition is number two of four pillars that we prioritize down at our gym and our coaching. Movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress are our four pillars that we promote to all our members and our clients with the hope that they can build a solid foundation within their health, strength, and well-being. Anybody who lifts regularly and strives to be healthy knows that the one to two hours a day that we spend in the gym is only a fraction of the big picture. Our sleep, our lifestyle, our mental health, and our habits will all have a major influence on health and ultimately our entire existence. So if you're a regular or a common, or if you are a regular at the common commercial gym and looking for a healthy change, or if you're a complete beginner who is ready to start taking their first steps into their fitness journey, then listen on. So sitting across me is Nav. Welcome to episode three. Hello, hello. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Nav, please tell me, kick this episode off. What's your experience with nutrition and why is it so important to you and why do you feel the need to monitor your client's nutrition? Beautiful. Awesome. So I think it's very important to get back to the intention behind my health and fitness journey originally anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was young. I started really getting into it when I was about 19 years old was when I took it serious and nutrition became a factor to my life. How long ago was 19 years ago, Nav? Ooh, coming up to 12 now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've been cool. a coach for 14 years now, which wow. is crazy. That yeah. is crazy. And uh, yeah, it was 19 when I started. And at the time I just really wanted to gain a lot of muscle. Mm. I had a lot of bad behaviors in my life that I ended up getting really lean. I was doing a lot of partying and what have you. So I didn't take a lot of care of my, my body or my mm -hmm. well-being. Mm -hmm. And so it started out just trying to gain muscle for my own self-confidence. And obviously I want to be attractive, you know, yeah, I want to yeah, kind yeah. of like- Me too, yeah. me three. Yeah. Yes, I think it's important to accept that, you know. Absolutely. So I want to be aesthetic. I want to be sexy. Mm -hmm. And so in my first 10 weeks, I started working away for immigration. I gained 14 kilos. Wow. And the reason why I think that's important to express is because I originally had pretty much, I was very, very lean. I was very skinny, right? Mm -hmm. I think I weighed 57 kilos and I weighed 71 by the end of it. Wow. And uh, what my first exposure to it was, was trying to eat as much food as possible mm. because I couldn't gain weight. Yeah. It was so hard for me to gain weight. And so for all those individuals that struggle to gain lean muscle mass or lean uh, gain size at all, I totally understand. I get yeah. it. I literally jumped on YouTube and studied so many individuals that professional eaters mm -hmm. because I wanted to learn how to expand my esophagus and to increase my appetite to get food down. So when you say, sorry to cut you off, when you say a professional eater, are you talking about those people that go to Competitive those? eaters. Yeah, yeah like, like, like dog, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I didn't know this about you. Yeah. I had no idea. I did. I, I only expressed this recently to Ocean, my partner. Right. Yeah, wow. yeah. But it's something I just never really spoke about. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know you could expand your esophagus. Yeah. So what I had to do was firstly get big gulps of water into my mouth and swallow it as aggressively as possible, aggressively as possible, to open it up so mm. then I could feel more comfortable getting food in and then I would do it with oats and then you do it with food and you'll progress into harder food so you don't actually choke. So is that like 
in a session you sit down and you smash a glut you just start sculling water and then you scull oats and then or do you actually like like training you progressively overload yourself over a period of weeks like training like anything wow. else yeah actually, there's a progressive there's a progressive overload plan. yeah okay i don't know if you ever had that where you just trying to swallow something no, sore in your throat. yeah yeah, yeah. You, you know me i always choke on my food <laughs> yeah, if, it, if anyone knows me i always choke on my food i just try and talk at the same time and i'm always choking so yeah yeah and that's what it started out for me so i did it with right. oats and then there was probably on average about three days a week where I would vomit from standing <laughs> over the sink, trying to force water down and really? trying to get like drink it down, uh, get food down, try and drink it down with water right. because I couldn't get food down. I didn't have the appetite. Mm. And so I had to force myself because it was the only way. It was the only way for me to get to a yeah. point that I would actually gain size. That makes sense. And I gained 14 kilos, so it clearly worked. It did work, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually got to a point where my nutrition changed because my goals changed, like whether it yeah. was for powerlifting, so relative mm. strength, I need to stay at a certain body weight, but yeah. I needed to perform as well. So I had to track my calories and measure my food mm -hmm to make sure not only that I had the right amount of calories to keep it a lean weight yeah. to lift heavy, but also so I didn't feel like crap in the gym as well. Cause that yeah. was a factor as well. I was going to say, surely you felt like shit from like, like smashing all that food down. Right. Like I food. didn't feel good at the start. No, yeah, food yeah. coma, you know, there's like the, like lethargic and stuff. Right? Yeah. I made all the mistakes. I yeah. ate like, there was a point where I was eating like a kilo of peanuts a day. Oh. I was having like a liter of milk a day. I was doing whatever it took, like yeah. mass gainers thinking, oh, okay, yeah, have a mass yeah, gainer. Yeah. I'm going to get jacked and huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, but I felt like crap. And I think mm. my like impact to lactose was, was uh, that's where yeah, it started. Definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just traumatizing your body with milk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And peanuts. Apparently. And peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you eat peanuts now? Yeah, and I'm totally oh, okay, fine with cool. them. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Not so much dairy and gluten, but that's yeah, for other yeah, reasons yeah, like yeah. inflammation or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty much my journey. So then it moved into like powerlifting and Muay Thai oh. and martial arts. So yeah. yeah. Do you get that in a lot of clients now as well? Are they on similar wavelengths with just trying to like get food in? Where are your common clients at? Yeah, great question. Uh, weirdly enough, it is, you tend to get two people, right? People that eat or indulge in too much. Mm -hmm. uh, they might under eat on a mostly daily basis, then binge yeah. eat on food yeah. when yeah. there's, which we'll dive into the relationship yeah. with yeah. food and yeah. what have you. Uh, for guys, it's quite common not to eat enough food yeah, because yeah, they yeah. work a lot as well. It's quite yeah, common yeah, for yeah. a guy to be on the road or doing a tradie job mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're just not eating enough. So yeah, 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 yeah. helping them find ways like, it's actually also, side note, it's common on my female clients as well, not eating enough mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. 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 True. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I had the same thing with females yeah. as well. Yeah. And it's like those little tricks and tips that yeah. I've learned that you've learned, like mm -hmm. shakes or things you could eat on the go yeah, that you could just yeah, get yeah. calories in that are mm -hmm. also healthy and you respond mm -hmm. to well mm -hmm. and, and help them get the results that they want. Yeah, I see. That's yeah. really, really cool. Um, with uh, with your nutrition journey, was there any like key like aha moments? Like you were, you were 19. How long were you, how long were you messing around with what you just shared and then how like talk to me talk me through the timeline because i generally don't know this as well so i'd like <laughs> for myself analysts to know mm. from 19 to 30 now mm. when when did you start to shift that mentality and, and was there a few moments when you're like oh okay or did you pick up a book and or did you did someone say something you're like oh no shit like what were some of those moments nav yeah great question good question yeah, yeah appreciate it yeah. <laughs> when i was uh so when i was 19 started just eating heaps of food right yeah. and that probably lasted until i was about uh, 21, 21. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then when I was 21, I started to gain more awareness around, oh, I don't feel the, the greatest. Mm -hmm. Like there are certain foods that make me feel lethargic, that make me yeah. tired. And yeah. I, I just didn't have the time or space for that. 
you know, yeah, I just wanted right. to keep working and hustling and changing yeah. my life and doing yeah. the things that I could. And the quality of the food I was eating was impacting that. So that's when it kind of changed for me. Mm-hmm. I started my first PT studio when I was 22. Mm-hmm. And so that became really important time because I had to eat yeah. for not only performance in the gym, but also to run a business. Yeah. yeah. As you're aware, running and a business. And to be a role model as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And running a business isn't easy. And oh so, man, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. The desire to like be as yeah. productive as I could mm-hmm. be really shifted my approach to nutrition yeah. from a quality standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did my precision nutrition cert when I was uh, 23, around 23. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, which, that's Dr. John Barati, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 John Barati's precision nutrition mm-hmm. uh, certificate. Mm-hmm. And then that really helped me gain more understanding around the quality of food, minerals, vitamins, fiber as well, push controlling calories uh, on a deeper level. I started yeah. to then also like Lane Norton and if it fits your macros came yeah. up into the yeah. conversation. Yeah. And yeah. so that's when it started to change from that. And then when we started SMA together, that was when I started slowly diving into gluten and dairy and yeah. brain function, nootropics, mm-hmm. um, neurotransmitters, the gut and how neurotransmitters yeah, yeah, yeah. are creating the gut into the brain. and Yeah, interesting. And then just here I am now at 30, still learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caffeine, as you're aware, is a big yeah, aspect yeah, of my yeah, life yeah. right now that I've cut out. Yeah, I haven't, but no, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. coffee this morning. Yeah, yeah. And it's because I was having coffee and then yeah. with my tracking of my whoop and then my HRV mm. was out of whack and the impacts of that, my gut health. And yeah, so it's still to this day uh, an ongoing journey. Yeah, cool. Mm. Uh, Nav just mentioned that he's got a whoop. If you don't know what a whoop is, a whoop is very similar to a Fitbit. A Fitbit was, is generally more orientated for beginners to health and fitness. Whoop starts to give you more of those um, more deeper internal data and and figures that I guess more of the nerdier people and people who train a lot more uh, tend to get excited about, including us. Yeah. yeah. Nerdy lifters. Nerdy lifters. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And people just want that street cloud, you know, just to be a part of the whoop community as well. Like anything, you know, a lot of the things we buy is just for status and it's good to be part of the whoop community. Mm. I'm definitely, I can actually say I'm prouder to be part of the whoop community than the Fitbit community. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) Not saying that nothing's bad, but I would actually recommend a Fitbit for people who don't have one or an Apple watch, but Mm. especially if you're getting into, um, you know, six sessions a week training, even even onwards, once you start doing those double sessions, then those whoops really, really make a difference. And that's what you and I do, as mm-hmm. well as our long work hours as well. Mm-hmm. And also just sleep. A few of my clients that aren't training as often, but are super enthusiastic about their sleep, whoop is, a, again, a thing that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, moving forward, what's my next note on here? So, Nav, we just discussed why it's so important to you and why there is a need to coach it. May I share a few few moments about my journey as well? About, Please do. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to hearing yours. Maybe there's something I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely know that I was bullied for being the small Asian kid, mm. the skinny Asian boy, which I was also proud of because it got me uh, – that was where my desire to be a ninja came from. I was, like, wanting to, like, be agile around the place, you know, but mm. – I found out that my, again, my own insecurities and my desire to want to feel that status and feel like I could um, be recognized in my high school years and wanting to stand out from the crowd. I'm an extrovert by nature. And so wanting to stand out, it didn't really happen because I was also a late bloomer in terms of puberty as well. So I carried a lot of more that 
frustration earlier on that I didn't I felt a little bit beta in my high school years yeah. and uh, that was some of my fuel to what got me into the gym because I was like you know what no nah, we're going to we're going to get into the gym we're going to get ooge you know and then I can I actually remember telling the girl I was in love with in high school and I'm like yeah I'm going to I'm going to be jacked in six six weeks I'm just over the Christmas holidays and she was like yeah do it because she wanted me to be hot too and then I like tried getting hell big in six weeks and I just came back the same size and I'm like <laughs> oh damn it we got to we got to get um we got to get a move on and then end up watching um I think you do know this movie. Do you know Never Back Down? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they're smashing yeah. raw eggs. Yeah. Never Back Down's like a like a Hollywood movie of these guys getting the MMA and all this kind of stuff. It's very Hollywood, but I actually still love it. I would watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were just smashing. Um, they were doing you know their training montages and they're doing all their MMA and BJJ stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I want to get huge and feel confident too. And in the movie, they were sculling raw eggs. So what did mm. I start doing? Like two or three eggs in the glass and just fucking <laughs> all the way down the hatch, like every night. Mm. And um, it actually actually to be honest i was actually super consistent with that and mm. i actually did start to develop a small amount of physique but it wasn't until i actually started um it was more so when i got my driver's license i felt like i had the freedom to train whenever i want and, and I, I was playing soccer at the time as well so i was always super lean super agile uh cardiovascularly very strong but again struggled very very hard to put on lots of weight as well and then so I, I went into um, the, the supplement store from a guy, one of the guys from the soccer club actually owned it. Uh, I won't say his name, but I think you do know him. He mm. was, um, he, he actually, no, you do know him. He owned, uh, I was just going to say, his, he was at the place where Nick used to be at. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like a fast-talking salesman. He was like, yeah, bro, you need the way. You need the way in the mass gainer. He mm. just wanted to pump off a sale. But, yeah, so then then I'd started sculling all those things back then and there. And um, I was always just walking around with this, like, little prego belly. I just always felt really thick, very yeah. thick in here. And yeah. it, I also remember moments I would just scull so much, so much, like, thick liquid that, mm. like, I couldn't inhale properly. You know, the yeah. – and just the, the lungs don't expand because there's just no space in my – I could feel my abdominal stretching but the the thing that was lucky for me is as a lot of my instagram followers know I'm, I'm adamant about being consistent with habits and so i actually did get results by consistently smashing food but the barriers for me were actually um not knowing how to cook properly i didn't know how to cook mm-hmm. i was too so i've got an, i've got an asian mother who loves to do everything for me and um so i was just because I wanted that freedom. I was like, get off, mum, leave me alone. So I actually ended up YouTubing as well. YouTube was my resource to learn how to cook. And um, once again, once I had my license, I just started um, doing trial and error with with all those things. And so over that time, I was just a person that just did trial and error. And I did trial and error for years and years and years. And whilst be, I was just playing sport the whole time anyway. So playing a seasonal sport like soccer was my thing. I was always locked into a thing. So I was showing up to training every single time. I was showing up to the gym every single time. And so I progressively got, um, you know, larger and larger, never massive, but the way I built my aesthetic, which I did end up becoming proud of it because I did become a male stripper and I was really happy with that. And um, that's a different psychological journey to talk about Mm. because I did achieve the physique that I wanted and still didn't feel enough. And it was actually, it was a bigger journey of actually, um, seeing myself succeed through certain challenges in life, which is what built my confidence, not building the muscles themselves. But that was my journey of um, I kind of had to carry myself and self-teach my way to go through it. I was just blessed that I was a sport player. So I had that accountability to show up and that gave me the consistency. And it was the consistency 
of continuing to eat and continuing to work through that that actually got me my results. And then, as you know, um, we had a bunch of coaches and Nikita, the naturopath that was part of the gym as well. She brought our attention towards um, the health-based lifestyle and minimizing inflammation. And as a matter of fact, I had a, um, a surgery that went – it was just the, the most – challenging most painful experience of my life mm. <clears throat> excuse me the gym almost went under i remember it i had a, an arthroscopic surgery which is like a keyhole surgery where you're meant to get cleaned out walking the next day and i was like yeah now i'm just going to hospital getting my ankle fixed i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> neck minutes <laughs> like it was it was six weeks on crutches i was on um i was in a i was in bed with my leg elevated for four weeks so what had happened is if anyone knows what a hematoma is i had like a double hematoma so my ankle had burst the next morning in the in the um like the uh, the room that I was in, uh, the healing room, I guess, in my bed. And then um, then I had to go back into surgery again a second time. And then my ankle just like was just thick. And it's actually, um, I, I don't really want to name the surgeon again because he's actually got a good reputation and he, he actually has helped a lot of our close friends as well, as a matter of fact, he's worked on. Um, but uh, I guess I was probably one of his casualties and uh, my ankle still just is still quite locked. And it's been seven years now. But the interest, the blessing of that is that because I was so sick, I had to learn what inflammation was. And inflammation is, uh, if your body is highly inflamed when you're trying to heal, it just interferes with everything in the body. It just, it just wasn't healing. And so when I had to look at my nutrition, I had to clean everything up and I had to eliminate inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy and I reduced my caffeine intake. I started introducing myself to cold showers because that was pretty much the conversation around helping inflammation. And... Um, excuse me, that helped my ankle. Um, it didn't really help my ankle swelling go down. It's still just locked. And, but my, I just felt better. My energy mm. levels improved. My skin improved my, and yeah. you know, it just, I had a bit more vibrancy to myself as well. And, um, and, and so I live that life forever now as well, because I've actually experienced the contrast of what it's like to have some brain fog compared to not having brain fog, that, mm. that, that heaviness in the body and the, in, in the mind as well. Uh, is there anything you want to add to that Nav? Cause I'd like to move on to, you know, talking about psychology around food. I'm excited for this one. So let's dive into it. Psychology around food. So Nav and I, we're working very hard in the background to um, build the SMA uh, nutrition system and we're just collaborating very heavily on what are the things that the public needs? What do people need in order just to get fitter and healthier and get control over their training, get control over their nutrition? And as we have discussed this back and forth, not in us, just with the team and the coaches and, and figuring out with our clients as well, there are two, two key categories to nutritional skills. Category number one, NAV, I'm not too sure what... Psychological skills. Okay, Sorry, okay, I sprung yeah. that on you. <laughs> I wasn't sure where anything. you're going, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Psychological skills. Yeah. And then number two, technical skills. Technical, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we're on the same page. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I know where you're at now. Yeah, it could have been anything, right? But yeah. So <laughs> psychological, psychological skills... I call um, anything to do with your relationship with yourself and the things going on in your mind. It's your ability to adhere to habits, your ability to adhere to a nutrition plan. And then the technical skills are actually like understanding what calories and macros are, getting your energy balance right. And what the, the nutrition world tends to focus on is the technical skills. And when you and I were both entering the, our nutritional journeys, you and I both went on, on, I was trying to, how do I cook better? You know, how do I get, mm. what even is protein? How do I get that in? But mm. uh, 
the big issue that I had was my relationship with myself. Like, why did I want to get so jacked in the first place? Because I felt inadequate. Yeah. You know, or, you know, in the example of some of my clients, a lot of my clients are too scared to eat food in mm. fear of gaining weight. And so my weight loss clients have very low functioning metabolisms. Their body doesn't break down food very well because it just doesn't do it that much. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a, a skill that you don't do. A, that's the reason I call it a skill because if you're not doing something regularly, you, you're not as you're not as fluent with it. You know, I say to my clients a lot: if you have a two week holiday and you jump back on the laptop and you try to type again, every now and then you miss a key. You know, or you pick up a musical instrument and you haven't played it regularly, and so there's just a few more stuff ups here and there. But after you start playing your guitar regularly, your piano regularly, or typing on the keyboard regularly, then it becomes more fluent. And that's yeah. the same thing with someone's digestion, their food, their ability to eat food and break that down. If their body's not doing it often of course it's going to struggle with it and so why are they not eating enough food in the first place have they been misinformed or are they scared mm. has has someone said something to them that has turned them off the food or have they had a bad it could be anything but mm. that's the mm-hmm. thing that i really have to raise with my clients is like okay we're going to do a meal plan for you i got no problems doing that i really enjoy doing meal plans because cooking is fun but we have to i have to raise the discussion that we need to at least consider our psychology and it's mm. also a hard thing as a coach because we're not psychologists. Yeah. We're very caring people, most of us. We're very caring people. And we want the best for our clients, but mm. um, there's also a line that we have to draw within our clients as well. Saying like, I can't sit here all day and listen to your stuff because mm. I'm not, I'm like, I want to mm. and I would, but I'm probably not the best person to do that. But I at least am... Uh, capable enough to raise the conversation and put it out into the open, bring it into their awareness. You've got your life coaching cert, so you've got a lot more experience in understanding how to work with people. Yeah. I've just got more experience in talking shit <laughs> with hundreds of thousands of people just, just spilling beans. Mine you know? is talking shit, but with uh, some certificates behind yeah, it. Yeah, with so. certificates, yeah, yeah. And then a few more, I guess, protocols that you've learned and a few more principles. They are yeah. helpful. Um, so let me scroll down here. So psychological skills. I've made a few dot points on my laptop that I'm looking over. So these are the ones mm-hmm. that I've written down. Yeah. Number one, understanding why this is so important. And mm-hmm. that's, again, that's what we were just talking about. It could be through just because you want to. It could be because it's now time to step up in life because you've got a new career or you've actually really feeling confident, comfortable in yourself and be like, no, this is what I want to spend the next couple of years doing. Or it could be that you might have a child on the way and be like, oh, I need to pick my game up. Mm. Or you may in, you may be in the, hopefully not, but you may have been diagnosed with diabetes or some sort of like chronic inflammation or your skin's breaking out all the time or you just, you're so depressed that you can't get out of bed. And so we need to look at how you're fueling your body. And so um, there are some of the more drastic instances. Mm-hmm. The next thing is, again is very similar, but your relationship with food slash yourself how do you see yourself can you even look in the mirror and be satisfied with the reflection that you see and um again it could be a variety of reasons as to why this relationship with yourself is broken up but one thing that needs to be acknowledged is has it been broken up or Mm. is it is it stable yeah yeah um another one this is a big thing about uh, with me as well personal organization and being proactive a lot of people always wait they wait until they're hungry and they're like okay now i need to make a responsible food choice that's not the time to make a responsible food choice because you're in more of a uh, a survival state you're you're less patient a lot of people get hangry a lot of people get hangry and as you know um because nav is actually when how long since you last ate nav Oh, Today, yeah. at the moment, you're fasting. Well, I haven't eaten since last night. So I haven't yeah. eaten since, what, 8 p.m.? So 
yeah, coming up to 17 hours or something. Yeah, now. there yeah, you go. Yeah. So Nav's actually fasting because um, he's just wanting to minimize the inflammation on his body. Yep. You've got your favorite naughty meal. Nav and I both share the favorite naughty meal. What's your favorite naughty meal? Burgers. The burgers. burgers. I think majority of SMA coaches are the burger Yeah, yeah, team, yeah. yeah. Right? We're team burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We love burgers. Um, gluten-free burgers. Yes, is, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. that potato the bun. Potato bun. Potato yeah. bun's yeah. good. Again, yeah. gluten's very inflammatory and it triggers that. Um, you just feel more average. And also, um, I, I can share this. Like, it's definitely a true thing for all people. It's just my poos aren't that good mm. too. So, yeah. um, and that's yeah. an important marker to look at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. If you're not doing it, you need to look at your poos more often. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. you wipe, you can't bury it under the paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a slide out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this is a hilarious thing, but. I always I have a habit tracker on my phone to make sure that I'm not um, I don't bring my phone on the mm. toilet. But depending on what toilet you're on, <laughs> you are. I do actually say bring your phone if you need to bring your flashlight so you can look at your poo, just so you can see in the bowl better. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Um, How dark is this room that you're going to the toilet? Well, no, just some. <laughs> some uh, no, no, no. I knew that was going to come up. I knew that was coming, but. Some toilets, some toilets, wherever the light's positioned, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. my doodle's in the way. Not yeah. that it's this giant overcasting shadow thing that just like, it's like a giant umbrella. My doodle's yeah, not yeah. anyway. Okay. We're not Humble brag. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, we're not talking, we're not going down there. We're talking about poos and doodles, but um, definitely exercise the habit of continuing to um, just pay attention, mm -hmm. pay attention to your bowel movements, which yeah, means yeah. how you feel mm -hmm. before, during and after. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so personal organization, <laughs> being proactive. So you want to start considering the food that's going to go into your body before your day starts, before yeah. you get hungry. Yeah. Start and also the food that we don't want to be eating. Yeah. The right food that you're challenged by. You want to yeah. make them as hard as possible to, yes. a, to yeah, attain yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. make the food that you want to be eating as easily accessible as yeah. possible. Very smart. You want to be eating a healthy lunch and your lunch isn't even close to being yeah. near you to be consumed. Yes. If your lunch is at home and you're out on the road. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are you going to be doing? Literally, literally. Yeah. And one, one thing though, just a, a memory popped up is when we, when we talk about that to our clients and people say, but it's hard because my work's near this fast food mm. joint or it's hard because of X, Y, Z. Yes, it is hard. And in my own personal experience, my way of actually overcoming that challenge is to just not deny myself that it's hard. I'm like, yeah, it's hard, but it doesn't change the situation. Yeah. Just acknowledging that it's hard and still choosing to persevere through that and continue to be even more proactive about mm. that is actually the only solution. Actually saying, mm. like using hard as an excuse is not really helpful. Using hard as just a way to acknowledge what the truth is and then moving through that fantastic i think also on that it's important to accept that there's going to be effort on either end yeah that if yeah. you're still going to hungry jacks or mcdonald's to buy the food although it might be easier in one aspect of life yeah it's also harder in the fact that you're now indulging in mcdonald's or hungry jacks yeah, yeah and there yeah, may yeah. be a part of you that is also recognizing that that isn't in alignment with what you want to achieve yeah and to me Yes, it's it's hard for me to stay true and disciplined to my nutrition. Yeah, uh, absolutely. However, mm -hmm. for me to go against myself and my own health and well-being to buy McDonald's or KFC, yeah. to me that's a, that, that's still effort, 
And I'd rather put effort into something that's going to bring me a greater reward. It is true. Yeah, it's very true there. And from my own experience, even though I haven't had fast food in, any, in a very long time, the guilt I would feel, yeah. st- it, that's still just as heavy. Yeah. And then it, the, 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 the psychological load is just as big anyway. So yeah. that's a really cool thing to, to add. And the last one is um, that I've got written down here is eating for nourishment versus mm. eating for stimulation, boarding, suffering, distracting, or, uh, distractions or avoidance. You know, it's like ask yourself why you're hungry. Because all the time you're not even hungry. It's actually you just you just bored and you snack or you're just grazing because it's just it's nice to occupy yourself with doing something or actually and I have it a lot actually. My thing was going to Boss Brown down the road from the gym, a lovely cafe coffee shop. Mm. Whenever I was just fed up, I was like, I'm going to Boss Brown. Yeah, who wants a smoothie? And then I would yeah. I'd actually buy a round of coffees or or teas or whatever. I just walk in the office. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, and then I drop like thirty forty dollars and be like, yes, and it, just to mask the fact that I was tired or fatigued or stressed or. Mm-hmm. more anxious or something like that so all in the name of eating for nourishment it doesn't matter if you're eating for stimulation for boredom for suffering it's the fact that it's either nourishment or not nourishment that's my favorite buzzword is is eating for nourishment so in summary we're not psychologists but you have to acknowledge that there's a massive psychological influence on the way you make your decisions around food nav anything you uh, want to add before we pause the cameras, reset the batteries and move to part two, the technical skills. Well, let's get into the part two, seeing that we need to pause the cameras. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we've got about 30 <laughs> seconds before that yeah. camera drops out. All right. So we're going to pause. Can I, oh, what's the, what's the noise? Uh, the bottom right. The bottom right, that one. Here we go. We're going to pause. Oh, it's so fun. We've got a little, like, little deck here with the buttons on it. There we go. That's my magic noise. All right. We'll see you for part two, team. Nutrition. Nutrition. All right. Here we're, we're back for part two. Here we go. So welcome back. We have reset our cameras and we're ready to roll into the next segment of the technical side of things. Technical side of thing, again, is the a lot of the words we're using. If you have had some previous exposure to some nutritional stuff or been scrolling through the social medias, these are the words that you think like calories and macronutrients and protein. These are the things that are more you may have been more familiar with. If you're not, we're going to fill those gaps straight away. So I want to kick off here because, Nav, you had a really good foundation here with your bodybuilding history and you also had your nutrition cert with 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 Dr. John Barati. So when you were doing that, uh, I'd love you to share one or two points about what were the key things that you were taught mm. as a coach to coach people on? What were some of the key focal areas that they had um, had you explaining to your clients? Yeah, awesome. So the first one that comes to mind is calories mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. calories are, are key for whatever result that we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. If we're... so. If people don't know what calories truly are, I'll probably should start from there, really. Yeah, let's do it. Is calories the energy value of food, basically. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so as we live, as we walk, as we work, as we uh just alive, just mm-hmm. to be alive, it takes energy. Yeah. And so depending on how much exercise or how much movement, we're exerting an amount of energy from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, food is the way that we gain energy. Mm-hmm. We gain some energy through the sun, but we're not like flowers that get it all from the sun, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. we need osmosis. to, yeah, we're not just only osmosis. Like we need to eat food to fuel yeah. ourselves for the performance, for the life that we live. Yes. Yeah. And then also for the goals and results that we want to yeah. achieve. Yeah. If you want to lose weight and you're overly indulging in energy, mm-hmm. you're going to hold on to energy and that becomes fat. Mm-hmm. If you want to gain muscle, you need to eat enough 
uh, to be able to feed the muscle, to be able to create muscle, right? Mm -hmm. If we're under eating, then we're most likely not going to be in a, in a process of uh, gaining weight. We're going to be losing weight. Yes. Yep. Same thing for performance, which is where it gets a little bit trickier. Like if someone's an athlete and they want to maintain a certain amount of muscle mass and body weight, mm -hmm. but they want to perform for their sport, then they need to find that sweet spot as well for their yeah. energy intake to fuel all of that. Yes. Yes. So number one is energy is key. Like energy we need to make key. sure. Yeah, yeah. We need to make sure that we're putting in the right amount of energy, depending on the goals that we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest thing that like, I think most of us learn and that's very important. It guides most of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. The next one is moving into like the nutrient values. So the macronutrients being mm -hmm. protein, carbs, and fats. Right. And this is what really now I have so much awareness around. It's pretty common for me, but not many people probably are aware that there's three main macronutrients for food yep. being protein, carbs, and fats. Yep. All of them have different energy values and all of them have different purposes within the body. So if mm -hmm. we look at protein, that's more so for protein uh, synthesis and muscle uh, recovery and building. And so protein is very, very important. It also has a slight higher thermic effect in the body. So it's also like leaner for you to eat mm. and you gain more muscles. I so. didn't actually know that about the thermic effect, but that's good. Yeah, it's on par to carbs. So it's like okay. four yep. calories per gram. Yep. Uh, yep. But I think there's other processes occurring depending on what you're right. having yep. within the body. So it's mm -hmm. easier for the body to process. Right. right. Then carbs uh, are mainly for energy and brain function and performance. Mm -hmm. So carbs aren't evil. Carbs are good. Yep. A lot of carbs also have certain micronutrients, which we dive into. And then fats and fats are more so for your, to help with uh, fat soluble vitamins mm -hmm. and breaking down and uh, those vitamins and minerals, and then also helping with hormones. Mm. And so fats are really important for hormones. So especially for women, if you're under eating and fats, that could have a negative impact on your hormones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there were the two major things that I learned was calories and macronutrients mm -hmm. and the importance of utilizing them all depending on someone's goals and also someone's hormones whether their insulin's a little bit out of whack, you might want to play around with carbs a little bit. And then the final, probably biggest thing that I learned was also that not all food is equal. Yeah. That that you have a caloric intake, so you can you can lose weight off of eating McDonald's. And people have achieved that. Yeah. People have done yeah. it off of like a, spe a specific energy intake, so mm -hmm. they lost weight because yep. they're eating yep. less energy than they're putting out, right? Yeah. And so it is possible, however that's not going to give you and provide you probably the fiber, the minerals, yeah. the vitamins. You're most likely going to have a lot of inflammation, as you mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you're going to be lethargic, you're going to be tired. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to feel great. Yeah. And so although you might be able to achieve like a physical body that you might be more proud of than what you were mm -hmm. prior, mm -hmm. you're probably going to feel like crap. Yeah. And so that was a big factor uh, that I learned through uh, Precision Nutrition. And ways to help individuals achieve that. So not yeah. just calorie counting. You don't have to calorie count. Yeah, okay, cool. Porsche controlling is a great way for people to achieve mm -hmm. the goals that they, they want to achieve. Yeah. However, with a lack of awareness around their energy output and the amount of food mm -hmm. that they need to be intaking, uh, it could take a long time to figure that out for yourself. Trial and error takes time. Like we've had that experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which yeah. is why I think it's very beneficial to pay someone like us to actually help you fast track that You're process. You're paying for the experience so you don't make the same stupid mistakes that we did. You're not eating a kilo of peanuts a day. Yeah, and sculling you know, eggs. Yeah, yeah sculling <laughs> eggs, having a liter of milk yeah, and vomiting over yeah. the sink. Like yeah. we have those tips and tricks. We have the knowledge. We've experienced mm -hmm. it for ourselves and, our co and, and clients, our clients. We've worked with that mm -hmm. many people now that we know what works and what tends to not work. 
Yeah. Um, but they're the major factors that I've learned throughout that. I resonate with that, man. I find that very interesting because in, in summary, for, for the listeners, what we've just, just what Nav's just shared is the quality and quantity. They're the two main things, right? So quantity is the total amount of fuel going into the body, which is the, the food that you eat, but then quality of that as well. And using myself as an example, I used to smash, I could literally demolish a full box of Krispy Kreme donuts. And I'm, I'm very blessed that because I had the consistency and I'm proud of my work ethic as well as very lucky to have good genetics as well, I will actually own up to having good genetics but it meant that I could retain my six pack whilst smashing a full box of Krispy Kremes and be proud of it. But in in a very roundabout way, I really didn't understand that once I started to eliminate these inflammatory foods, my mood was had changed and I didn't expect it to happen, but it just did. And I, I even found... Um, uh, you knew this when I was starting the gym. I was a lot more snappier. Mm. I was a lot more snappier. And obviously, it's not just the food that I've changed, but the food definitely had an influence on my snappiness and it yeah. had an influence on my um, uh, my patience because obviously, the more energy that you have, more energized a human is, the more patient they can be. And mm. when you're more patient, you can be more ca- compassionate around people. And then you're just like a better dude to be around. And I didn't mm. didn't realize there was a link between that and nutrition. I thought it was just how full am I? Mm. You know, oh, I'm feeling like uh, I had a really bad, I had the C word in my mouth. I shouldn't say that on the, on the podcast. I was just in a, in a real like shitty snappy mood, but mm. I thought I was like, oh, people are just hangry or not. But there's mm. also people who are just like, um, they're malnourished. They're just yeah. missing that nutrients. And then- And there's um, also neurotransmitters from the gut, right? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it's 90% of the messages between the gut and the brain is the gut telling the brain. Mm. And then I think 80% of neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, yeah. um, endorphins, what have you, are created from the gut. Wow. And so if we're impacting that microbiome in a negative way, mm. that's going to impact our mood. Yeah, yeah. That's also a fun fact. I just did some research on this uh, like a couple of months ago, but dopamine is actually also the uh, the neurotransmitter that causes us to seek outwardly and so it mm. help, without dopamine you can't you physically cannot move mm-hmm. people who cannot produce dopamine they're stuck they literally stuck in a bed i don't know what the condition is for it mm. um there is a good podcast by andrew huberman that dives into that and that's where i got that information from yep. and that was very eye-opening for me as well because people are like josh why are you so motivated and i'm like actually i'm just full of dopamine i'm just that guy so um that's just a really interesting thing that i wanted to, wanted to throw in so mm. going back to this this quality and quantity um this quality and quantity conversation we've also discussed this back and forth because do you put do you prioritize if you had to prioritize one would you prioritize quality or would you prioritize quantity mm. now for for my i'm going to ask you in a second what your what your opinion on this is nav because i genuinely also don't know but i've been going back and forth this with a, for a while now because again building this nutrition system wanting to know what's the right advice to give to the members and the clients i'm actually i used to say quantity first and then quality, I'm actually starting to lean back towards quality first because quality is more reflective of that phase one psychological relationship, their psychological skills, because if people are choosing quality, it's displaying that they're mentally healthier. And so if you can't stick to quality, it then leads you to want to, it helps me identify these people need to prioritize their, their, their psychological state and their well-being more. However, I'm more on preference that 
it's either or depending on the person because mm-hmm. again, it's been taking me a while to figure out this nutrition system because I'm like, fuck, how do you create a system for everyone? And the mm. truth is you, you kind of can't because yeah. the world's just too dynamic and people are too dy- dynamic. And so uh, what I'm thinking about at the moment is just developing a handful of strategies and then a way for someone to say that I can identify more with a quality strategy. I yeah. can identify more with a nutrition strategy. Oh, sorry, a, a, a quantity well, Quality or quantity? I think you said quantity first, possibly. Whichever one I said, (laughs) the other one of the other one. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's it really is to me at the current point in time, uh, finding a strategy that works for you, Mm. so that you can be consistent. Because above everything, my opinion is that consistency is the most important thing. Because that's Mm. where my experience comes from. All of my experiencing success is how long have been able to stick with something, a project, i.e., getting bigger, getting leaner, whatever. Stick with that, and also make those segmental adjustments along the way. What is your opinion on this, Nav? Yeah, likewise. I actually have moved towards quality more so as I've I've moved on to my journey uh, because I found that if people had the space to, like if it fits your macros, if they had the space to eat poorly, uh, and I I always give my clients 20%, 80-20, you know, 20% of having a little bit here and there. Uh, However, if they had too much space, they're going to take advantage of that if their psychological relationship with food isn't, they're not as aware of it or they don't have control of it. Yeah. And so try and help individuals create that control of it. And then also tend to find that if someone's eating healthier to the point where there's less inflammation, less bloating, they feel more comfortable within their body. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, if we look at performance, like bloating can impact breathing. It can impact posture and movement. And so that impacts performance Mm -hmm. within the gym. Mm -hmm. And if, then you're missing not only nutrition, but also movement, which are two yeah. important pillars. Then yeah. you also got stress and sleep being impacted. Yeah. And so if we look at all four pillars and then their quality of food is poor. That's going to impact the other three pillars. So. Yeah, that is a very, yeah, that's, that's a very holistic answer. Thank how, you. How thank holistic you. of you now? Thank you. Thank, I, I take the holistic way. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag the holistic way. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a really cool conversation to have is that, um, the, even though, uh, on paper, in terms of the general science conversation, it's always calories in, calories out. Mm. I 100% agree with that. And I think on paper, that's the truth. But yeah. when we look at actually how dynamic and multifaceted people are, again, when we look at their sleep and their nutrition and their stress levels, and again, just the all of their lifestyle factors and their confidence levels, like um, a very common thing is if, if people, especially in, in uh, for females, because they put so much effort into their skincare, mm. that skincare, the, the health of their skin is then related to their own self-confidence levels and their ability to adhere to things as well. And same as guys, one of my best mates actually had a massive skin issue. He was covered in acne to the point that he was so he hated his his skin so much that he kept trying to pop it, pop mm. everything. But he also worked in he 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 started off working in fast food as well. And then also unfortunately because his um his family was a family of like lower income, then he just lacked quality of nutrients his whole entire teenage years and, and he still has all those um uh, you can still see the scars because he was just popping. He was just popping, popping, and, and his face is quite cut. Mm. And I can see how that's affected him in the long run because even now, when every time he's gone through his gym phases, it's all been around just get him in, get him in, get him in, get him in, get the calories in. Doesn't matter what you eat. Do a workout. Go to KFC. Load up, and that. Oh, and also, I've just been thinking about KFC a lot and how cr- you just the KFC. I haven't eaten KFC in literally years. Likewise, I remember and the last time. I, I wouldn't that. want to, but I actually still remember how delicious, delicious, like how instantly satisfying it was. Not not long term. I, I 
don't want to. I'm not going to look at my poo if I had a ticket. <laughs> if I had a KFC bucket, but you wouldn't take the phone in for the light. No, I wouldn't take the <laughs> phone in. I wouldn't take the phone in. But I actually have recognized in myself that that desire still exists. Mm-hmm. It's it's not enough to overpower my desire to not have it, mm. but the desire still exists. And I still, because I go for my runs now and we have a few fast food restaurants near the gym, the whiff, the whiff of fast food, I'm like, it just brings back those moments. I'm like, oh, I remember back then. And mm. I remember the, was the HJs, the, the Rodeo. The storms and, and everything. the storms, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, oh. You get apple pie, apple pie with custard. They oh. started like bringing the apple pies with like- Bringing it back. Sprinkles and custard. I don't know what they were Loading doing. Loading it up. Yeah. It just honestly- The like, things out in the world these days. Yeah, I guess me, ex- not excited, but you could probably hear in my voice to the listeners is that- Josh's even, dopamine is going off right Yeah, now. I'm just like ping, 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 ping. And I have- I haven't had any of this stuff in yonks now, in mm. literally years and years and years. But um, yeah, it was actually a client of my, it was actually um, one of Chris's clients that I was looking after. But she asked me, she was just like, I think KFC came up and she was just like, oh, do you still crave fast food? And I was like, honestly, yeah, I do. Like yeah. I fucking would demolish a fucking burger like that. Mm-hmm. And she was so shocked by it. Cause yeah. again, cause she's like, but you don't eat fast food. And I'm like, well, I actually, it was like an aha moment. Like mm-hmm. in a little epitome is that I'm like, wow, maybe that's how I managed to not have it is because mm-hmm. I acknowledge within myself that it's like uh, like kryptonite in a way. It's not my true kryptonite, but it's still a thing that's desirable. Yeah. And just because we do desire it, doesn't mean it's the only thing that's ever going to fulfill us and satisfy it. And I think it's just understanding the, of having that, um, like the long-term satisfaction uh, mindset, not just yeah. in food and just as a life metaphor, but mm. um, uh, delayed gratification. That's yeah. the one. Uh, being okay with delayed gratification because in the long run, it's always more rewarding. You could always like two coins, uh, two sides of the same coin as well, right? Like you could like both of them. Yeah. Right. And so you could like all the, let's say naughty food, the the bad food, mm-hmm. if we were to mm-hmm. label it. Mm-hmm. You could like that, but at the same point, you could also like being healthy. And it doesn't, like, both are, are present. It's yeah. just what is serving you the most, what is most resourceful, yeah. and what is more in alignment with you and what you want to achieve and how you want to live your life. And I think that's what's most important is yes. Yes. really finding who you are and what is yeah. important to you and how you want to live your life and stay in alignment with that. Because yeah. if you have that North Star, it will lead you away from something like Hungry Jacks and KFC. Yeah. I, I, 10 out of 10 agree with that and resonate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the only reason I stopped having fast food is because I'm a guy with big dreams and ambitions. Yeah. That's the ambitious lifestyle. Sitting on the couch and having KFC ain't oh, going to get just, you there. Nah, but I could back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I could yeah, do it. And if yeah. I had no purpose, then 10 out of 10, I would. And yeah, I'm yeah. glad you raised that because that leads us all the way back to that psychological phase mm-hmm. first. Because you have that North Star, the vision, the mission, the, the, the dreams of who you are and that of the idea of or what you want to be mm. and um and also the belief in yourself that you can have that and you can be that because i genuinely believe that um yes i deserve the dreams i want just like nav deserves the dreams that he wants and everyone that's listening to this podcast you as a human being have the the right to chase and pursue your dreams and if you let yourself chase and pursue those dreams you'll very much find there's another uh like a pool of untapped motivation of dopamine of, of <laughs> <laughs> pool of untapped motivation to um to dig deep with and to fuel you as well mm. and also motivation has no calories also Going back to uh, other technical skills, I've written some more dot points here. Protein intake is very important. Mm -hmm. I also just communicate to my clients that protein intake is especially important because A, most people just under eat protein anyway. Mm -hmm. And B, 
because you're lifting now, people yeah. are, people are specifically talking to me and Nav as coaches, as gym people, and be like, "Well, you're in a gym now. You're sitting in the office. You came here because you want to get stronger and fitter and faster. And so we now need to consider that our our muscles need to recover as well, and actually mm. our our skin and our tendons and our ligaments need to repair. And so getting those actual physical building blocks into the system, into the body, so we can utilize them to sustain the growth that we want to have as well. So even if you're just lifting weights, which everybody should. We, yeah, no, everyone should be resist- lifting weights. Intentionally moving. Intentionally moving. It, it should, I should pro- probably more reframe that is everyone should be exposing themselves to resistance. Resistance, yeah. Yeah, exposing yeah. Them, So even, you know, swimming is resistance, running up a hill is, res- is resistance. But again, weights, using weights, not in the traditional sense that you think of just classic bodybuilding and that kind of stuff where a lot of those movements do still serve a purpose, but mm. just moving with weights in a certain way. Like a, uh, a resistance tool. Like a, a resistance yeah. tool that allows you to intentionally create movement for better Much biomechanics better or yes. movement. Or, yeah. That's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well better said, Nav. Well better. Okay. Well better said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, so protein intake, hydration intake is another common habit that mm-hmm. I prioritize mm-hmm. with with clients. It Just on the hydration intake note, uh, I... You know how you, when you're getting up, you, you're leaving the house or something, you tap your pockets, like, okay, phone, keys, wallet. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the ladies, um, you know, it's handbag and all the things they need in the handbag. Yeah, you know, yeah. The but whole, then they lose it in their handbag. And yeah, they, they lose they it in their handbag. Yeah, it's like the, the, bottom, the bottomless pit, you know, <laughs> yeah. of, of what's in a woman's handbag. But yeah. um, we all have like a checklist that we follow in our, in our head. Mm-hmm. What I push all my clients to do is like, you got to be a drink bottle owner. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. phone keys, wallet, drink bottle. Yeah. And eventually, like we're not going to have wallets anymore anyway. So mm. eventually you just, it'd be cool if you could just, it's not really a thing, but you know how like wallets are going into your phone, into the NFC chip? It'd be cool if you could put a water bottle on your NFC chip. I was you know? just thinking that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a silly idea. Yeah. But definitely um, be a water bottle owner. Definitely. Because- Stainless the, steel. Stainless steel. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Being a water bottle owner is a really- um, it's cool. No pun intended. It's cooler than you think. <laughs> it's cool. And it has much more of an impact than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, quality versus quantity. We discussed calorie balance is really just the, the quantity conversation. Mm-hmm. Food tracking again is just understanding. That's what, that's what a calorie balance is. You, you can't mm-hmm. really track your food without working with your calorie balance because uh, food tracking is just being able to measure it. You need to be able to measure how tall someone is. You, be able, you need to be able to measure how much weights you lift. You need to be able to measure how much fuel you burn, which is how much uh, calories or energy you're burning as well. And what we don't measure. You can't manage. Favorite, favorite quote over here. Um, <laughs> or it's, it's, it's now the, like the gym's favorite quote. Yeah, it's one, a collective one, quote now. One of many, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other note I wrote here is mm. supplements and common supplements prescribed. So yeah. supplements are what I describe as top of the pyramid. So think about the 80-20 rule again. Like people say, what supplement should I take? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I always give like the, the rounded politician's answer. I'm like, yeah, I can give you an answer because there are a few answers with that, a few things that I do prescribe I shouldn't say prescribe, but I do recommend that my clients have early on. However, I always say that with the caveat. I'm like, these would be almost ineffective unless mm-hmm. you sort out your psychological state and you really consider why this is so important with you to you. And also you start to develop your technical skills and being consistent mm-hmm. with your nutrition and your foods that you're eating and getting quality in. Then when you have these extra nutrients coming in from these supplements, then you're 
winner, winner, chicken dinner. Everything's working well. So yep. whilst you're on the topic of subs, do you want to, is, is there a couple of subs that you tend to prescribe? Oh, I keep saying the word prescribe. But, yeah, but then I, I get my doctor's paper out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get your notebook. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. It just says nav on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I said this, you know. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the things mm. that you recommend that your clients take regularly? And I what, think, do, what uh, do you take as well, Nav? Yeah, I think ours would be very similar. There would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, zinc and magnesium, mm-hmm. prime, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very high, uh, very deficient in zinc and magnesium because of our soil and it's so poor sure are and they're so important for our nervous system for our muscle relaxing and for our sleep and so always always recommend a zinc and magnesium before bed yep yep However, uh, like you get really great products like adrenal switch from nutrition yeah I love that yeah I give that to most of my clients and Every single time, do not shit you. The first time they have it for the night, they message me the next morning like, best sleep ever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's not been a point where I've had that not Mm -hmm. happen. It Mm -hmm. happens every single time. So, and I love hearing that from my clients. Yeah. Another one on top of that with the uh, low nutrients within our the soil is having a really good greens product. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, we're not eating enough variety in our fruit and vegetables. Uh, We're probably not eating certain things like specific mushrooms Mm -hmm. or just specific things that we uh, need within our body Yes, that a simple greens product is going to actually provide. Yep. Yep. And uh, most of my clients, same thing. They have a detoxing period afterwards yep. and they find greater energy, greater mm-hmm. mood, greater mm-hmm. digestion, uh, and that's all round. And then the other two will be a fish oil and also a yep. vitamin D. Yeah, yeah vitamin D is a good one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Super cheap, super easy to get. Get a good product. It's mm-hmm. very important to find a mm-hmm. good product. Yep. Uh, but they they tend to be my products that I recommend to people. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's really good. What yeah. about yourself? I'm I'm pretty much almost as similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost similar. I I have a, a conversation with my clients is like let's let's raise our baseline. Yeah, so. Again, a multivitamin and a greens. Always, again, finding a company that you feel is quite reputable as well. And then finding a greens and finding a, uh, a multivitamin just helps you raise your baseline. It's just going to get you a handful of nutrients in that you might be missing because also it is the conversation that if we microwave our food, it zaps mm. all the nutrients anyway. So if you are someone who likes to eat organic uh, fruits and vegetables or, or organic anything and you're microwaving it, it kind of defeats the purpose of having that organic as well. So that's just mm. a side note. And so if you are buying quality nutrients, then you need to be aware that um, uh, nutrient dense food, the microwave can actually reduce the nutrient level of some, some of those. But another thing I want to say just on the greens conversation is a lot of clients just say, well, can I just like skip eating vegetables and then eat my, and have my green shake? Yeah. And so I say kinda because I um, if they're if they're asking that question, it mm. means they fucking hate vegetables mm. or they're just they they're not ready to start eating lots of vegetables. So I say for now, yes, because it's still a step in the right direction, but it's not addressing your habits and your relationship around food. Because I always mm. bring, bring it back to I'm like we need to think about how we're operating as a human and how we're uh, just living life and being um, uh, more nourishing, thinking nourishment rather than just ticking boxes. Did I get my greens in? Did mm. I did I eat my food? It's like did I did I live a good day today? And mm. as, did I nurture myself? And did I encourage myself with my health, and my nutrition? And did I prioritize myself? That's a really important thing in my eyes as a coach as well. And so yes, greens are helpful, but but a step in the right direction. On the note of, uh, so yes, I'm the same with you as well, Nav. The only other thing that I uh, wanted to say is that 
I may not have uh, specifically adrenal switch, even though I have it and I love it. Mm. Uh, but at nighttime, sometimes I'm not in the mood to have something like a cold drink. Sometimes mm. I like to smash a tea or something. And so what I'll have instead is like like a bone broth. I love miso soup as well. Not, you know, just I was going to say because I'm Asian as well, but maybe it is, even though miso soups, I don't even know, I think it's Japanese. I'm Filipino, so we have, uh, we have miso I'm soup. I'm Asian. So. <laughs> you're, 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 you're the other Asian. <laughs> you know, but what that what I would do instead is have another adrenal support. So any mm. sort of um, natural herb based supplement that mm. helps us um, helps our body downregulate itself. That's the goal. And adrenal switch, the product itself, which Nav and I both have, and we give it to our clients as well. Uh, that has a bunch of um, adaptogenic herbs, is what they call adaptogens. Adaptogens of uh, herbs that help your body regulate things. And in in specific in specific, what we're talking about is helping nurture the adrenal gland because the adrenal glands uh, pump out adrenaline and cortisol and in the overstimulated world that we live in, then it's good to give that that part of the body a bit of a nudge and a bit of assistance as well. And theanine is not is I've got theanine on hand. Theanine's mm. a, a green tea extract, but it's not actually um, uh, it's not necessary to have. It's just good if I want to have a, a big old sleep, you know. So yeah. theanine is a good fun one as well. But the the sweet that Nav said, I'm exactly the same. So let's pause again. Let me do it. There we go. <laughs> Camera reset again. And we're going to finish off with our last final segment for the show. Be back soon, guys. Thank you. All right. I'm going to have to press the button again. Here we go. Here we go, listeners. Hopefully, every episode we can find a new sound. Mm. And that can be a... Anyway, this is the other sound. There we go. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, all right. Back on track, guys. So part three of the show, I want to start landing. Well, we want to start landing the plane. We have given loads of loads of information and I've really, I actually really enjoy talking about this as I do every single episode. But um, nutrition has been such an influential factor in my life to the point that it's actually helped me discover a passion in cooking and food. Like mm. I actually... I legitimately look forward to cooking food. You know, like a Saturday night, if I'm going to stay home, I'm like, let's just cook a wicked meal. So I yeah. genuinely look forward to that. So, yeah. And I'm sure you're getting hungry about the food that you're going to have tonight oh, for yourself. I cannot well. wait. But yeah. that's just making me think about, like I used to be a big gamer, so I bring that into all areas of life. And I look mm. at food as if it's like I'm making a potion or, you know, I'm yeah. making something that just levels me up or gives me, Yeah, you know, I, I look at food that way as well. So, well, t- To be honest, in in like your food is your health bar in many games mm, as well. And yeah. it's like in, in the, um, the game of life analogy, it really is, um, yeah, like food and food and oxygen. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, we want to, we want to give our listeners a bunch of action steps now. So, uh, now, but I'd actually like you to, to take control of this if you don't mind yep. for the listeners, what would be the first three steps people should be taking if they want to, Get the nutrition sorted. Just be like good at nutrition. What do, mm. what should they start be doing? Awesome. So the first one is getting consistent with healthy eating. Mm. So as we already mentioned, there's so many benefits to healthy eating mm. uh, in regards to inflammation, your gut health, mm. uh, mood, state, everything mm. like that. But also, as you already mentioned, is the psychological psychological relationship we build with food. Yeah, yeah. Bringing the intention of eating healthy for a specific purpose, like building that relationship with our food and ourselves. So create consistency with healthy eating and pay attention to your relationship with food and when you want to go bad for the bad food. Mm-hmm. And we're labeling it as, as good or bad and look at good and bad 
or healthy unhealthy as what serves you and the results that you yeah, want. Like more ideal or less ideal for your situation. Exactly. And pay attention to how you feel after you eat. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one. Yeah. 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 So huge. That's step number one. Once you've achieved that, I'll, I'll probably recommend all three of these collectively mm-hmm. straight away off the bat. So when you have that consistency with healthy eating, start tracking your food as well. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because that's how you're going to realize, okay, when I eat this food, Mm -hmm. I'm in a food coma. When I eat this food, I'm grumpy. When I eat this food, I feel like crap. I feel bloated. My performance at the gym is poor. Yeah, you need awareness. People need awareness. Exactly. And tracking helps bring that awareness. It does. And so when I get clients that feel a little bit like – if they're to track, they're going to become a bit of a demon surrounding it and they're going mm-hmm. to lose themselves because that can happen. Mm-hmm. I invite them to look at tracking their food. It's just a fun journal to gain more awareness around themselves and the food, mm-hmm. like in a healthy way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an outcome. You don't have to focus on tracking for an outcome, mm-hmm. but have, I guess this is an outcome, but the outcome of actually just gaining awareness around yourself and food and your relationship yeah. with well, food. That's, that's, a, that's a fundamental part of being proactive with the food is having awareness. And yeah. that's uh, strengthening your relationship with food is just like, if I said to a client, what did you eat for lunch yesterday? And they, you know, the eyes look up and they're like, ah, oh, mm. and I'm like, wow, well, the awareness isn't there. So it doesn't, you know, that's yeah. what we need to build is that awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you also gain awareness around the psychological aspect of it. So mm. are you going for, because you're bored? Yeah. You stress at work, something a business is frustrating yeah. you. So like, Hey, everyone, do you want a coffee and go yeah. to Boss Brown? You know, yeah. yeah. Without having that sort of tracking for someone like you that has been doing it for a long time, you mm-hmm. could kind of pick up on that in those moments. Yeah. For a lot of people, they don't have any awareness around their food at all, and mm-hmm. so that can be this autopilot on a day to day basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that could be feeding the pun <laughs> feeding. Yeah, <laughs> they could be feeding much more yeah. uh, unresourceful. Mm-hmm. behaviors and beliefs within someone's life. Yeah. And yeah. so paying attention to that track, it could be in the form of something like my fitness pal, mm-hmm. or you could just write it on your phone in your notes. You could have an actual yep. physical diary, yep. whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Go ahead with that. Yeah. I personally would recommend an app like my fitness pal. Yeah. Because the amount of people I get onto it and they're like, Oh wow. That's yeah. how much fat carbs, protein is within this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it helps in gain more awareness around the energy value and mm-hmm. the the quality of the food as well. Yeah, cool. Most people will kind of find, okay, if it's high in calories uh, and it's something like a, a donut, mm-hmm. they're probably going to recognize how bad they feel yeah. and how low in other nutrients it has. Yeah. And then they're going to be able to put two and two together with other mm-hmm. essences of life, not just the donut. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And the last one is prioritize your protein intake. Yeah. As you mentioned before, most of us or most people, we don't. Mm-hmm. I know you eat plenty of protein. Yeah, I love protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're exercising or if you want to recover and gain muscle mass, mm-hmm. it's important to feed your body with protein. So you go into protein synthesis mm-hmm. and recover your muscles. This is only in the case of like a bodybuilder, a powerlifter. Like this is also for women. It's not just like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're yeah. going to eat protein and you're going to be 100 kilos lean. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah work that way yeah it's from a place of muscles are important within the body there's also other hormonal responses if we have higher muscle mass Mm -hmm. then we're going to have lower uh, body fat or we're going to be burning body fat at a higher rate as well and so focusing on protein intake it is also more uh, satiety, satiety, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, satiating, satiating, satiating. Wow, I say that wrong. I got it's it. In s- s- satiety <laughs> in society. <laughs> it is satiety, but then in the term, it's satiation. So, yeah, yeah how, sati- how satiated? How satisfied do you feel? How satiated? Do you yeah, are? absolutely. So, if you would eat protein, your 
mm-hmm. we're going to be more satisfied yep. yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're going to be fuller for longer. Yes. So it's just an easy way as well to, mm-hmm. uh, to feel those cravings, making yes. sure you're not going to go crave a donut. You're going to mm. be, you're going to feel good. You're going to yes. feel better from having that protein as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, to just to revise on these three dot points as well, um, mainly the tracking and the pr- and prioritizing your protein. Mm-hmm. Can you share? Uh, let's just share. You did mention this, but I just want to re rehash on your top two tracking methods. What would be your top two tracking methods yep. uh, that you would use with clients? Yeah, so MyFitnessPal, My the Fitness first Pal, one. That's yep. an app you can download. Yeah, yep. yep. just an app. I think it's like a blue background with a running man or something yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that like a, one. Yeah, yeah. I think Under Armour bought it as well. It's a little Under Armour logo in there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So MyFitnessPal, yep. Yeah, that'll be the first one. So that's when you can, super simple, download it. I wouldn't even get caught up in trying to follow the calories that are on it. Yeah. I would, if I was, if I was working with a client, I would get them just to track their everyday movements of their Mm -hmm. food. Yeah, just log it. Exactly. Because that will give them a guideline as well of what they've been eating. Yeah. A lot of people go straight to like, I want to change my calories. And so they never tracked before. Mm -hmm. They start eating better and tracking their calories, but they have no awareness of what they were doing prior to that. Cool. I think it's really important to have that knowledge. Yeah. And the, the other one will be to just using a, a specific food diary yep. and, and writing a food diary and tracking that yeah, way. Cool. Uh, if you're doing that way, also pay attention to your portion controls. Yeah. Like how much of this meat, if you want to use like yeah. a palm size of meat or two palms of meat mm-hmm. or a cupped hand mm-hmm. of carbs or two yep. cups, you know, uh, and, and just write it on, a, on an actual physical diary. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, cool. And then just with uh, prioritizing your protein intake, what are some of your, uh, personally, what more? What are some of the more common protein sources you have in your diet? Yeah. And then what are some of the common protein sources that you would have in a client's diet or meal plan as well? Yeah, yeah, so much easier if you're a meat lover, yeah. a meat yeah, yeah. eater, yeah, yeah. Just meat, yeah. yeah. I'd recommend, you know, I'd definitely recommend meat. Yep. Um, Which includes fish and eggs as well. Yeah, Exactly. Eggs, yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, animal products of yeah, some animal sort. Products. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So it will be meat, uh, the base. Yep. And yep. then moving into something like eggs. Eggs, yep. Uh, then you have protein as well, like protein shakes. Yep, protein shakes. Protein yep. powder. Protein powder, yeah. Tend to be very easy for people to utilize because most people are on the run. They don't have mm-hmm. the time to really sit down and eat or they don't believe they do. They yeah. don't prioritize that and i would mm-hmm. recommend prioritizing whole mm-hmm. foods like whole meat and eggs and mm-hmm. make a quiche or something yeah, yeah. if you don't want to eat meat mm-hmm. uh or a protein powder if you can't do all that yeah cool then if you're if you're vegan and vegetarian it gets a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. you get protein in pretty much everything that we have in most things that we have but you could mm-hmm. look at nuts you could like look at legumes and lentils yeah. and what yeah. have you but yeah, they're a little bit more heavier in carbs and fat, and so you have to yeah. kind of be a little bit more yeah. tricky with that. It takes time to transition. If you want to go, if you are or want to go uh, vegan or very vegetarian, just give your body time to transition into the extra fiber that's going to be coming in the body. The body just has to get used to breaking down this uh, different volume of certain types of food as well. And you, you can, it is doable. You're just going to give yourself the time to do that as well. Um, cool. Should we go into mystery item time? Yeah, mystery let's do item? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm about to reach mine, so I've just decided I'm going to go first, if that's okay. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to hold this. I've got my GoPro in front of here. This is my mystery item. If you heard that on the mi- on the microphone just once more. If you can guess what that is, it's a stainless steel protein shaker bottle. It's just a bottle. Stainless steel because a stainless steel is just fantastic for the uh, the environment and also plastic isn't really the healthiest thing to be consuming your food out of. So stainless steel is great because it's super easy to clean, super solid. This specific bottle, uh, it's called the blender bottle. I don't know why it's called the blender bottle. I'll hold out to the main camera as well. That's the blender bottle. 
because there's nothing to do with the blender from it. You just maybe you just pour something out of a blender. Anyway, but this this stainless steel bottle, I've had this for like two years now, and the amount of calories I've consumed through this has been really like phenomenal. But this is why I make it a mystery item because just like the stainless steel drink bottle that I have on the table now, I have another stainless steel bottle that allows me to, it, it enables me, it en- I should put this over here so it's not covering my camera, it enables me to be proactive about my food and that's what's really special about it. So when I'm on the gain train, when I'm doing my ultra marathon training and trying to keep up with my lifting, I put in my Josh's Big Boy Smoothie, which is like protein, double scoop of protein powder, frozen mango, frozen blueberries, there's coconut oil, MCT oil, honey, peanut butter, sometimes there's dates and dark chocolate in there as well, just tons of calories. That means the moment I finish training session, I can just start glugging that down and get fuel back into my body. I carry this, I take this to the gym every single day with me. I drink carbohydrates and nutrients when I train. I got my greens powder at the gym and allow, it just enables me to get a lot of my liquid nutrients in and it's the vessel that gets me, uh, helps me adhere to my proactiveness, which helped me discover that being proactive is super important. So that's my mystery item. It's a stainless steel protein shaker. Best, yeah. best thing ever. That's a great one as well. I yeah. find... When clients have a water bottle, their consumption of water is so much greater than when they do. You've joined the cool club yeah. is what happens. Yeah. Once you buy a bottle and a stainless steel shaker, you're officially a fit person. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive it into that. My mystery item yeah, go is on, go on. the whoop. It's his whoop. Yeah, yeah. Which, as we're talking about, this pretty much classifies you being a fit person. If you wear one, yeah, instantly fit. Instantly, exactly. right? Like yeah, in the yeah. eyes of people, anyway. I guess. Yeah, but. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on, on to, so, sorry to cut you off. It is a decision to yourself that mm. you're actually identifying as a fitness person because yeah. you're choosing to track things that are relative to your biometrics. Yeah, yeah. A really big decision. Yeah. So the biometrics that it tracks is uh, your strain for the day, and it does that through yeah. your heart rate variability, your mm-hmm. heart rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, your strain, heart- strain is effectively your, effectively your output for the day. Yes, yeah. So it will track your output strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will track your sleep as well. Yes. And so it will track your deep, your REM sleep, your mm-hmm. light sleep, whether yeah. how much you're awake throughout the night as well, your yeah. disturbances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it tracks your heart rate variability. Very important. And so the consistency between the beats of the heart, I believe, mm-hmm. is what it, it is. is. Yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. each individual had different heart rate variability yes, anyway. Yes, exactly right. But the reason why I want to share this one is because of what I'm currently going through with caffeine, mm. but I've experienced it with many other products of food as well, that if I'm having something that's used caffeine, for example, the days that I have coffee, it instantly impacts my sleep and my heart rate variability. Yeah, yeah. And so something like this not only gives me feedback into my sleep and my strain mm. throughout the day, but also allows me to gauge, okay, yeah. if we're out, let's say this weekend and we mm-hmm. eat a little bit too much gluten or dairy, yeah. uh, if yeah. we eat any at all, yeah. Which yeah, might yeah. not be a factor actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the times that I've had gluten or dairy because I've been out on holiday or yeah. just what yeah. have you, my heart rate variability in my sleep is so much worse and that's just more feedback. It's just more feedback letting me yeah. know that, hey, okay, you already know this, but now you know it even more. Yeah, absolutely. This is impacting you negatively. Yeah. Is that something you want to continue to do? Yeah. And I, I love the week for those purposes. I, I think the, the key, what, what the 
my key word that stood out is just feedback. Feedback mm. is so important in both understanding how to uh, make like navigate better and make adjustments in your journey, but also to remind you, like to tell you when you're doing good as well, mm. to reaffirm that you're making progress as well. And so I'm, uh, I have just got my my Whoop 4.0 now as well because nice. mine mine dropped out, my three my old model broke, and so now I'm like super excited about my Whoop and um, my Whoop's getting my it's like hitting me in the ego again because mm. now that I've like because I didn't have that feedback, it allowed, it like enabled me to take less responsibility over things. Yeah, yeah. And then now I look at my HRV and I'm like, oh, it's not as high as it used to be. I mm. want to get it up again. And so it actually has helped give me, it's poking and prodding in my ego and it, it's, it's helping, it's helping. I invite that motivation in as well. So yeah, that's a cool thing, Nav. Now I wanted to throw this segment into the, to the show as well, to this episode. And it's just a couple of recommended resources that um, I think it just helped uh, helped you and I as well in, in our journey. So mm-hmm. um, two two really cool um, people slash podcasts slash uh, books to get into, which really help someone uh, get clearer around their relationship with themselves. So when we focus on the psychological skills, mm-hmm. there is uh, actually I'll let you because you can see you can see the notes. Eh? I saw your notes. Yeah, yeah. Do you want it because this guy's your favorite? It was actually both of our favorite. But do you want to share about him? I was saying about the OG guy. The OG guy. Yeah, Simon Sinek. That's him. Start with why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. For a lot of people that, not many people probably know this at all, but yeah. that was a big purpose behind uh, our purpose of starting the business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's a book, Simon Sinek talks about uh, starting with why. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. just gaining awareness around what your purpose is and yes. why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, and connecting with that. Exactly right. And I'm assuming the reason why we're going down this for nutrition is because it's important to have a North Star to yeah. have a purpose because in yes. reality, until the day yes. you die, you're probably yes. going to want to eat a Krispy Kreme. Yeah. You're probably going to yeah. want some ice cream. Yeah, they look sick. They look delicious. So good, man. Those glazed oh, Krispy Kremes. Original oh. double glazed. Oh, original so glazed. Good. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like heaven. Drugs. It's drugs. Exactly. <laughs> well, it literally is a drug. Yeah, yeah it actually yeah. is. Yeah. So you're going to love that stuff until the day you die. Yes. What will help you overcome that is having a why, having purpose yeah. behind- A bigger reason. Exactly. A bigger purpose. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So Simon Sinek's available on YouTube as well. Actually, my first ever TED Talk, if you don't know what mm. TED Talk is, just YouTube, but TED. And my first ever TED Talk um, that I ever saw ever was Simon Sinek's Golden, golden Circle. So mm. Simon Sinek, his last name is S-I-N-E-K. Um, the golden circle, which is, explains the concept of starting with wine. It's like most people focus on the how and the what. Great businesses and great people focus on the why. And I was so inspired by that podcast that, um, or that, that TED Talk. I watched it every day for two weeks straight. Mm. It was 20 times. I remember 20 times I watched it. And then I watched it again another 20 times over the following couple of weeks. And it ended up being 40 times I watched it because it just – it really inspired the shit out of me. So mm. I love that. Um, the next personal video that I wanted to raise was Marissa Peer, I Am Enough. Marissa mm. Peer is a a psychotherapist or a, 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 like a brain person of some sort, psychotherapist. Neurologist. Nah, she's a um, uh, more of a psychologist. She's one of those types. Like a psychoanalyst um, or something like that. Yeah, one of those. But she's, she's a therapist. She's a therapist that has worked with lots of A-list celebrities, uh, a lot of royal family as well, when they are struggling. She's worked with a lot of A-listers who have actually achieved their greatest dreams and aspirations and still not felt enough. Mm. And I resonate with that so much 
much is because when I was in high school, I just wanted to be Jack six pack, all this kind of stuff. And then I got into that male stripping journey where I was like, Oh wow. Like I've got the women and, and like getting the lap dances and all this kind of stuff. And then the, the lingering sensation of inadequacy still plagued me. Mm. And I was like, how do I get rid of this? And it was actually looking within, not looking externally to, um, to resolve that within myself. And, um, although I discovered Miss Marissa Peer after that journey, it brought light to what had happened during that journey within me. And when I went through my last couple of breakups with my, with my last ex-girlfriend, I listened to Marissa Peer. I am enough, like a good, again, for about two, about one or two weeks just to help coach me through that, that, that state. And the, I am enough is more sharing about how much our language affects our subconscious mind more than we know it. And so this helps you bring light to how you speak to yourself internally. So uh, Marissa Pierce, I am enough. That's a really important one. Going back towards the more technical skills now, we've already mentioned My Fitness Pal as a great app. We've mentioned yep. Dr. John Barati, Precision Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Dr. John Barati is probably more helpful for people who are uh, wanting to be coaches yep. rather than wanting to be clients. Um, Lane Norton and Eric Helms, mm-hmm. uh, they're two guys in the fitness industry that are helpful for beginners. Mm-hmm. They both have a lot of good resources and books and we'll link them in the show notes as well so nav is there anyone else you wanted to add in in terms of recommended resources there is one i would like to add on to that and it's yeah. the atomic habits book by james clear well yeah great yeah. call yeah i could yeah uh, yeah 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 so That's atomic habits like atomic being small right it's mm-hmm. like linking habits to mm-hmm. achieve a new habit and yeah. it's he dives into how to build habits what is a habit and how to make certain habits that you want to remove. So that's say mm. a bad habit of wanting to, a bad habit of eating poorly, mm. how to make that habit as hard as possible to yeah. access yeah. and then how to recreate a new habit so then you could access that yeah. much easier as well. So in regards to nutrition, how to remove the bad food and how to mm-hmm. gain mm-hmm. access to the good food and build habit upon eating healthy. And I think yeah. uh, you could have all the technical terms and you could have all that in place, but which is probably why we're diving so much into the psychology of it all. Yeah. But you need to also have the psychology behind it and how to set a habit and how to create a, a, a habitual lifestyle that serves you and your healthy behaviors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you, I really like Atomic Habits. I just wanted to throw in one impactful section of uh, James Clear's book that was impactful for me, which was uh, changing your identity around mm-hmm. who you are as well. He used the, the conversation of a smoker, but when we talked about the whoop, I'll use that as our example is that when someone gets into fitness, a lot of people will say, I'm getting into fitness. I'm going to the gym now. And when you say you're getting into fitness, you're still identifying as someone who's not fit. Yeah. But if you say, I'm a fitness person now, mm-hmm. I have a whoop now. You know, His example was if two people are trying to quit smoking and someone offers them a cigarette, if you say, hey, I'm trying to quit smoking, it means you're telling yourself you identify as a smoker. Yeah. But if you say, no, sorry, I don't smoke, even though you just had a cigarette yesterday, but mm. you now don't smoke anymore, you identify as a non-smoker. And so that the, these psychological shifts are really uh, like these, these switches that you can flick within really help you transition into um, adhering to those technical skills, calories, macros, all that kind of stuff. So True. I reckon we'll wrap it up there. Yep, I was, trying to, I was in my head. I was like, chicken wrap it up there. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Ruined it. No. <laughs> cool, let's wrap it up there. Health and happiness team, thanks very much for tuning in. Our next episode uh, is movement, nutrition, sleep. Sleep. Beautiful. Sleep. sleep. Yes, I'm so excited. Don't next sleep episode. on this one, guys. Don't sleep on this one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, here's my. Where's the, where's the music? Yep, beautiful. 
tune of, tune of the of the episode. Thanks, team. Thanks for watching, and uh, please give us the feedback. Stay connected with us. You can find Nav and I both on social media, and you can find the Strength and Motion Show on all of the main platforms. And also, just Google Strength and Motion Academy, and you'll hear all about us and everything that our gym does. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.